Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan, your show host and also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the team at Engage, I want to welcome you to our bi-weekly show. Today's topic is finding out what you're missing when you've done everything the LinkedIn pros have recommended and you're still not getting the LinkedIn business and the leads that you expected. That's what we're going to be talking about today as we broadcast live right now. I'm broadcasting live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and our guest today is broadcasting live from Sydney, Australia. You'll meet our guest expert in just a moment. She is one of the top 10 LinkedIn professionals right now, helping people get their LinkedIn profiles to be where they want them to be, and that is getting them leads and getting them the business that they expect from LinkedIn. And be sure to stick around. After my guest expert and I have a talk about LinkedIn, we're going to bring you our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. And this week, because our our news has to do with LinkedIn, I'm actually going to ask our guest to stick around and join in the conversation with me. We'll talk a little bit about that news and the new feature on LinkedIn that you don't want to miss. All right, before we get started and I introduce you to our very special guest, I want to tell you that all of today's valuable information and insights are brought to you by Engage. I think you'll agree that in today's super competitive environment, the key differentiator for all businesses is customer experience. Am I right? Happy customers buy more. They convert faster and they also remain loyal. So Engage has produced this amazing bi-weekly show and Engage has free forever software that you and your company can use to grow, to scale, and most importantly, to optimize your customer experience. Here's a little information about what the Engage platform is all about. The Engage platform gives you 25 smart engagement tools that are focused entirely on optimizing customer experience. When you optimize customer experience, you can grow your business faster, right? That's what we all want, and more profitably. So how do you do that? You're going to use our tools at Engage.com, absolutely free, and you're going to provide convenience for your customer by engaging with customers where they are, whether that's on your website or maybe on their mobile devices and social media. You're also going to use our tools to personalize conversations and product recommendations, and that's going to help you build trust with your clients and your prospects. When you convey the belief that you understand and care about your customers' needs and interests, that's when you build trust. Convenience, trust, that's how you optimize the entire customer experience. So make sure after our show that you pop over to engage.com, check out our free forever suite of tools, which includes a inbox, a CRM, 
tools for automation, 25 plus free tools. Check it out after our show. Okay. And without further ado, I am so excited to introduce today's guest. She is here all the way from Sydney, Australia. Welcome, Ms. Karen Tisdell. Karen, I have a beautiful introduction I'd like to give of you before we get into today's <laughs> talk. If you don't know Karen Tisdell, you need to. Karen Tisdell is an early adopter of LinkedIn, and she recognized the platform's potential when working as a recruiter. Foreseeing the importance of how business leaders are perceived online, Karen began her LinkedIn profile writing business. A decade later, as I mentioned, she is ranked as one of the top 10 independent LinkedIn trainers across Pan-Asia, that's Asia-Pacific, and has facilitated training for some of the biggest tech companies in Australia while writing profiles for small business owners and startups. Today, she is here to help you understand what our LinkedIn profile is missing and how to get the business you expect. So we started a little pre-show conversation, Karen, on the, on the event page. I do have some of the questions that many of you left for Karen on our event page prior to today's show. So we'll get to some of those questions, but I want to invite you, if you have questions or comments or we are a global show and you want to share where you're watching from, whether it's this evening in the U.S. or this morning in Australia, please leave those comments and questions in the comment section and we'll get to those live on the air. Welcome to the show, Karen. Hello. It's so wonderful to be here, everybody. It really is. It's great to talk about LinkedIn. Love to be answering as many questions as I can. So, you know, as we're going through, if you've got any questions, drop them in the chat. So, you know, I love questions. It's a great way of, of really, you know, adding value to everybody and making sure that everybody's growing business on LinkedIn. I agree. And I love the format of this live stream show. We're broadcasting right now to LinkedIn Live. And we're also on Facebook and YouTube. If you're watching on LinkedIn Live, though, or Facebook, you can drop us questions. This is all about being interactive. And everybody watching, you right now have a LinkedIn expert here at your disposal. So please drop your comments and your questions in the comment section, and we'll get to those during our show. All right, Karen, let's dive into today's talk. And first, I want I would love for you to share how you started your career really as a LinkedIn profile writer, because as I mentioned, you originally started as a online recruiter and a recruiter. So tell us how that transition happened. Yeah, well, I actually started um, as a recruiter before online even existed. So I was oh. a recruiter. I know, I know, I know. Do you remember that? <laughs> so in the early when you were doing your recruiting and paper resumes, <laughs> and there. CRMs did not exist and we had filing cabinets of resumes, like filing cabinets. And we had what we called a Rolodex, which was a little flippy thing that you put business cards in. Um, so a long time ago. Um, LinkedIn, I, I joined LinkedIn in 2005 and I realised it took me a couple of years, but I realised that I could use LinkedIn not just to search for people to employ um, and, and put in front of my clients, but I could actually proactively reverse engineer my business success by searching for clients, searching for prospects. So a lot of people don't realize that the name field, what looks like a search name field in LinkedIn at the very top, it's not just for names. You can type anything in there or you can just press the enter key and then go to all filters and slice and dice 
all of the LinkedIn member profiles to find your ideal client market. So I smashed my sales targets. I went on maternity leave in 2009. GFC had hit, you know, 2008, 2009. They were really tough years. And I just thought, you know, a lot of people need LinkedIn profiles. It makes a real difference in terms of attracting clients um, and at the time in terms of attracting job offers as well. So started writing profiles and it's just grown and grown and grown. Now I don't have much to do with careers at all. Um, my clients really are very much B2B clients and it's all about using LinkedIn and showing up in order to gain more clients. Wow. So it's pretty crazy, but your career has really grown and it has spanned going from what is digital, right? To then slowly us all being like, okay, we've got these laptops now and digital is a, a word we're using. And now we're full blown into this digital marketing, digital resume era. So it's interesting how much your career has probably grown and changed as technology has grown and changed. And the tools mm. you use now are so different than the tools you were using back then. And the trends within that, you know, I think one of the questions that we got in the event chat was around, um, was around how do we, how do I promote my product? And, and I've been thinking on that, um, you know, last night, and I was thinking, a lot of people see LinkedIn as as a, a publishing platform, I can advertise here and it's not going to cost me anything. You know, I can put out content and I can I can get on that soapbox and I can shout at people and they're all going to see me and they're all going to realize how awesome my product is and they're going to buy it. And so I think um, a lot of us, we have we have a muscle memory around must advertise, must advertise, must advertise. And when it doesn't cost anything, it, it feels even more attractive. That's why Engage is so successful because it's a free forever platform, you know, where you've got so many tools that don't cost you anything. So you can optimize so much on LinkedIn without paying a single penny. And so people think I'll just advertise. And I think instead we need to really promote our products and promote our services by giving away information. And this is counterintuitive to what we grew up with. We grew up in the era of advertising and billboards and, you know, and then uh, when the internet, um, you know, really took off, email campaigns, you know, I know what we'll do. We'll just keep emailing people until they respond. <laughs> we'll just keep slamming them. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk has told us we need to be visible everywhere. So I'll just constantly keep in front of people's faces. I, I think that there is some value in that. Of course, if you're not visible, you're not valuable. If you're not remembered, you're forgotten. But I think we're all fatigued by advertising. You know, don't you think, Marissa? You know, I think we're all like, oh, really another advert? Um, I swapped to an Android phone a couple of months ago. And it's amazing because every time I get a call, um, it tells me if anybody's ever recorded that phone number as being suspected spam. So it comes up, <laughs> suspected spam. Love that. You know, so I've got so many tools that will enable me to block adverts. And on LinkedIn, adverts don't do very well. So I think the content we need to create to promote our products needs to really add value to others. So we really need to think about giving information and being helpful. Um, and I, I know you may be thinking, but if people would just see my, my product, then that is helpful. So we'll just keep promoting the product. But I think instead we need to just really genuinely be helpful. So what are the client's problems? And 
is there information that you can give them that will help them to alleviate their pain and solve their problems without buying your product? And so you, and that sounds weird, but you just sort of give lots of ideas away, give lots of information away, be very, very, very helpful. And you can drop in occasionally, sort of, you know, maybe one or two posts to every eight or nine. Okay. A, you know, and my product does this. But eight or nine out of your 10 posts on LinkedIn, pieces of content are all around giving value and giving ideas and giving information because nobody ever went wrong by being helpful. And so everybody, you know, we live in the era of Google. You know, you've got a problem, you're Googling it. Um, so when you just give information away and you give that away for free, people feel, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. That's so interesting. That's the solution. You know, and they start going down that tunnel. So you're starting to reel them in with information. Is that making sense? I'm sure everybody at home is going, wow, that makes complete sense. Because if if you really think about what Karen's saying, she is saying, and you are saying, build the relationship, right? When you start showing a customer or a prospect that you care about their needs, right? That you can solve a pain problem and that you want to, and it's not just about selling your product. Well, then you start to build a relationship. The relationship leads to some loyalty. And also if you're constantly posting information, wanting to be helpful, wanting to be valuable, that means you're also showing up like you just shared, Karen. And when you show up, then you can be discovered or people will remember you. You have to show up. That's that's and people, part of it. And people will comment on your posts and they'll say, oh, that's really interesting. What about that? So we need to think of content as not standing on a soapbox and talking at people, but being in the town hall, being, you know, in the room, in the town square and talking with people. You know, so we need to think of it as a two-way conversation because when we get lots of likes and especially comments on our post, that's when our post gets seen by even more people. So if you just scroll through your newsfeed, you'll often see a post that will say above it, so-and-so that you know has commented on this. You know, so the more people are commenting, the more it gets sent out to more people. So you really want to be just super, super, super helpful, give lots of ideas, treat it as a conversation and show that you are listening. You know, we all want to want to be seen and we all want to be listened to. And so often it's really hard to listen to your clients. I've struggled with this myself, um, really struggled with, with this in terms of writing my own website because it was hard for me to really hear what my clients needed when they're looking for a LinkedIn profile writer because I'm so busy thinking about what I want to sell as opposed to what people are, are asking for. So creating posts that answer people's questions shows that you're listening and that's huge. Now, we've got a question as well, haven't we? Have you, You've probably had a chance Thank to read you. that. We do. I'm trying to sort of speed read as one, but I love these questions. So keep them coming, Don't people. Don't worry. I'm going to pop, Alexis. I see your question. I'm going to pop that up in just one moment. But Karen, I just before we get to Alexis's question, you just started touching on understanding and listening to your clients' needs. So I am curious, as a LinkedIn profile writer, what is the number one problem that your clients are hoping for you to solve? Is it to show up? you know, for them to show up, for them to get more leads, have more clients, build their company? Is there one, is there one big problem that they're all coming to you saying, help me, I, 
don't know. Yes. I, I think there are two. I think there's uh, one big thing, which is, you know, how um, how do I get clients? I've got a lot of friends on platform, but how do I how do I convert them to clients? You know, how do I take that relationship into a sales opportunity? So I think that's one big thing. And the other one are people who just think, you know, I, I don't have time for LinkedIn. I haven't played here often enough and I don't really understand at all. You know, because LinkedIn, um, you know, when I started using it in 2005, it was just a place to get a job. So it's where you uploaded a resume. Right. And it then sort of, you know, if we think of that as a little um, beachside shack, it then went, oh, we could be a publishing platform. So it went sort of, you know, and, and build another room on its on its shack, if you like. And then it went, oh, and we could also enable people to do this and that, you know. So, you know, you can also um, create your own resume and you can have interview prep and we'll do this job filters and we'll do all these other tools. So it then kept adding on all of these rooms. So I think the second problem that I hear a lot is people going, I don't have time to learn how to create an amazing profile that generates business, that converts clients once they're looking at my profile. Mm -hmm. And I don't have time to learn how to create content and how to reach out to people. Um, you know, how do I how do I turn those contacts into clients? And so rather than me sort of watch hundreds of webinars, can I just go to you and can you can you just tell me what I should do? <laughs> like, you know, and so I think that's you're like take a number. You're like take a number. There's so yeah. many people, right, that need your help. So it's wonderful. This is wonderful. Well, I have a, a few questions I want to make sure we get to during our talk today. But let's start with Alexis's question because we really appreciate you showing up for our talk today, being here, Alexis. If you are watching right now, please drop us a comment in the comment section. Let us know where you're watching from. I'm live right now from Minneapolis, Minnesota, just outside actually in a little city called Wyzetta. And Karen is joining us today from Sydney. Are you right in Sydney, Australia? I am. I am about Beautiful. 20 minutes from the city. So yeah, Wonderful. lucky me. Alexis, let's get to your question and then please also let us know where you're watching from. So Alexis says, as an online education trainer provider, I know my ideal clients are using LinkedIn. I focus a lot of my attention on giving value via my platform, which is what Karen just touched upon. However, what suggestions would you give in outreach to them? using this platform. Yeah, I think a lot of people um, don't build enough. Um, and I'm sure, um, Alexis, you know, you're doing this. But I, I don't think a lot of people um, build enough personal touch points with their clients. Like often we think we are, and yet we could make them even more personal. So instead of ever like never ever ever send an invite to connect which is just connect personalize that invitation to connect and in that personalization of that invitation focus on the other person mention what you do and your phone number and especially your email address you may even want to include in there your website because you want to constantly be as accessible as possible when somebody accepts your invitation to connect or you accept their invitation to connect. I think it's really, really, really powerful to leave a voice message for people. And I think this is not done enough. So we can, when we write a sales pitch, it looks like a sales pitch. You know, hi, thanks for accepting my invitation to connect. You know, I run this education platform and, and we do this and that. Let me know if you're ever interested. That feels like a sales pitch. But if you were to do that in a voice message, it would 
um, it would not feel like a, a sales pitch if you preface it a little bit more. So where have I put my phone? So if you just get out your mobile phone, you can only leave a voice message on mobile. If you just get out your um, mobile phone, click on the app. It's not going to work unless it's in the app. And where's Marissa? I know you're in here somewhere. Oh, there you are. Okay. So I'm clicking on Marissa's um, profile and you can see, oh, she's even saying, I think you'll be amazing. You can see on here that little microphone. See that little microphone next to write a message? When you click on that microphone, it'll come up with a blue dot. See the blue dot? When you depress Ooh. that, that's going to start recording a message. And then, you know, your dog starts barking, so you just swipe it to the left. So what I always do, and it generates so much business, both for me and especially for my clients, is as often as possible when you're trying to sell, do so in a voice message. Now, you can do that the first time you connect with somebody, and then you need to give value. So send them a podcast link, send them an article, be helpful. And then after a couple of months, leave them another message that's a bit salesy. Can I just show you how I do this? Absolutely. So I know Marissa's had heaps of media training. I have a voice coach. I'm trying to fix that Australian nasal accent. I don't know how it's working for me. My voice coach said, take a deep breath in and speak on the out breath. Really important. Otherwise, the first thing your listener hears is you going, <gasps> which kind of sounds creepy and weird. So take a deep breath in and speak on the out breath while depressing the button. So deep breath in. Hi, Marissa. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation to connect. I really appreciate it. Look, I can see that you looked at my profile as well. Now, I'm in the education software business. If there is anything anything at all I can help you with, please let me know. Um, I'm also in the city most Fridays. So if you'd ever like to catch up for a coffee, I'd love to do that. I hope you're keeping well. I know it's been a really crazy year, um, you know, and, and really tough for a lot of people. So I hope you're doing well. And thanks again for accepting my invitation to connect. Cheers. So I've sent that to Marissa. <laughs> and I know it's sent when it's come up with a little, see that little blue bar there? I just so, got a notification. Hold on. Let's see. I got a notification that I now have a message and it says Karen Tisdell sent me a message. Shall we listen to it? Oh, thank you, Karen. Thank you. Hold on. I'm going to push play. Oh. Just switch on the little triangle on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Maybe it's because it's still uploading all the way from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Maybe I pushed it too many times. Oh, oh, you know why? Because speaker's not on. That's why. Because <laughs> you switched it to silent. <laughs> so much for accepting my invitation to connect. I really appreciate it. Look, I, I can see that you, you looked at my profile as well. Now, I'm in the education software business. That is so amazing because if mm. there's something that's going to immediately give your branding, your message, your connecting a personal human touch, it's your voice. So I think human that's an amazing touch. tip. And it can't be automated. So, you know, while I love automation and it can save so much time, so much time, why wouldn't you automate if you can? This cannot be automated. I know it's a real voice and you can imbue so much personality in that. And um, studies have also shown that voice is highly trusted. Voice is trusted more than 
physical images, which I just thought, and I remember reading this and just thinking, that's insane. I trust what I see, you know? I mean, sure, I was born in the early 1970s, but I trust what I see. Then I was sitting with my children. They're watching Avatar, and I'm like, isn't it amazing? You know, this is when they were a little bit younger. And I'm like, you know, this is not real. And they're like, yeah, duh, mum. <laughs> they, they have learned to be suspicious of everything they see. But yet, when we get in our car and we want to go somewhere, we just say, I want to go here. You know, we talk to Siri, we talk to Google Assistant. So we're actually, we really trust voices and voices become one of the most trusted medium. So leaving a voice message, very powerful. And you can pitch in a way that you can't in a message. Just make sure that you do start and end with a thank you. I think that COVID's given us a bit to talk about in there. You know, because I hope you're doing all right. You know, so... Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you can really add a lot of warmth, which really connects people. Well, Karen commented that he started to voicemail on LinkedIn a lot, and it's one of the best tips he's received from you. Mm. So it really you. works. Thank you so much, Karen, for leaving us that lovely comment. Well, I have so many questions I want to get to, so let's kind of dive in to one that is a little bit broad, but I think you started to touch on it a little bit, Karen. Um, one, one of the gentlemen in the event asked um, how he could build a strong network using LinkedIn. Now, we all know, especially now that Karen has shared really that she believes this to be true as well, that LinkedIn really has three purposes, right? There's the look for a job, career, generating idea, purpose of LinkedIn, then there's the idea that you are going to generate leads on LinkedIn, right? We want people to go from a connection to potentially a client. And then really the third, um, you know, purpose for LinkedIn is that educational side of LinkedIn, furthering your skills, making yourself more marketable. So when this gentleman dropped that question in, um, right away, I thought, well, what does building a strong network mean? Because it really depends what your purpose is, right? So let's just talk a little bit, Karen, um, about ways to build your LinkedIn network and how that might be different, right, based on your purpose. And maybe a few tips you can share with us on how, mm -hmm. and I know you're really good at this, how to transition someone even from being a stranger, right, to being a connection, to then either being a recruiter that hires you or potentially a client or a lead? What are some tips Absolutely. you can share with us? Absolutely. I love that you mentioned purpose. You know, I think it's so important to really be crystal clear on who you're serving, crystal clear. So have an avatar. Who is your ideal client? Um, and know who services those clients. So um, I love um, you know, the idea of, of, of ditch the niche, because it's very hard to sort of think, what's my niche, you know, or niche, as you say in the US, um, ditch the niche and pick a pond. So think, what pond do I play in? Where are my fish? What pond are they in? And what are the, if you've got a pond that's connected to other ponds, um, just to run with my metaphor, you know, and you're thinking, what are the waterways? What are the fish that swim in multiple ponds? You know, the, what are, who are your super connectors who service the same clients as you? And so connecting to them. On LinkedIn in the search bar, you know, at the top left-hand corner next to the home key, you've got a search bar. You can put keywords in there or you can press enter 
Just press enter into the space bar and then click on people and all filters. And you can search for, I really want to find somebody who's in Singapore and my ideal clients in Singapore and maybe they're a director and maybe they work in the technology industry. And I don't want people I've already met with in Singapore, so I'm not clicking on my first network. Those are people you're already connected to. I'm going to click on my second network. Who knows people I know? Because people are always more likely to accept your invitation to connect when they can see that you play in the same pond as them, when they can see that you've got a lot of connections in common. That's, so don't that's a great yeah. tip. I just want to interrupt you for a moment because people may just be joining us. It's dinner time here in the US and it's early morning in Australia. So I just want to welcome you to Digital Marketing Intelligence Ask the Experts. And today our expert joining us is Karen Tisdale, who is a amazing and incredible LinkedIn profile writer. And she's really here kind of coaching us all through understanding how we're building our LinkedIn network how we're connecting with people, and why it's so important to have a purpose that is crystal clear as we go along in that journey, right, to build the connection for our purpose. And Karen, you were just sharing that it's so important to consider maybe not niching ourselves or niching ourselves so much, but more considering that we're in a pond, right? And and we want to- Pick a pond. Pick a pond. Pick a pond. Pick a pond. But you just shared with us, and I'm only wanting to repeat it because it was brilliant, this incredible tip for connecting, which is to focus on connecting with people that you are essentially one connection away from, potentially, because mm. people will trust the relationship that is already there with you and the mutual connection. And it's almost like people want to play with people they know or people that they like or you know, you're more likely to trust somebody who comes to your business as a referral than a random person. So that, that's Absolutely. a really great tip. Absolutely. So I went to a wedding um, a few years ago um, uh, on the other side of Australia and um, people had traveled from all over the world and to attend this wedding. Um, and I loved all of the guests at the wedding. I just love them. I just felt like I made so many best friends. And I thought, well, you know, I guess it's not surprising that I love all my best friend's friends, you know? So when you see you've got a lot of people in common, it you know you're more likely to share values with those people. And so counterintuitively, we often think I'm desperate for business on, on LinkedIn. I've heard what Karen said about um, identifying who your ideal clients are. I've got an idea in mind and I know who services them. I'm using the search features on LinkedIn and I'm going to go straight for the biggest client that I really desperately want. If you haven't used outreach on LinkedIn, if you haven't reached out with personalized messages before and then followed up with a voice message and then followed up with a, here's a podcast link. Podcast links are very powerful because they feel very personalized. I was thinking of you the other day while I was listening to this podcast and I thought you would enjoy it too. Boom. And then you go find lots of other clients that are like that and you go cut, paste, cut, paste, cut, paste. <laughs> Sorry, Kieran. <laughs> you know, but you do. And so you're building those touch points by giving, giving, giving. You might think I'll reach out straight to that client I really want. But if you're new to outreach, I would actually start with the clients that are at the bottom of your list so that you can practice that leaving voice messages. You can write something that you think, oh, that's a really nice way to personalize my invitation to connect. But after you've done a couple of them, cut, paste, tweak, cut, paste, tweak, cut, paste, tweak, you think, oh, actually, 
these words look better. Yes, that's going to get me the sale. So sort of counterintuitively, don't go straight for the A-list clients you want. Start with the C or B list and especially start with those, you know, big connectors who know a lot of people and who swim in a lot of different ponds in your ecosystem. My acting teacher always used to say, the more you do, the better you get. So I do enjoy and and appreciate that tip to maybe not start with the big dogs when you're first outreaching and you're you're giving your voicemails or voice memos a try because it's going to take you a little time to get comfortable in this Mm. new digital world, exploring digital ways to be outreaching and to be touching your ideal clients. So great tip. And can, well. That also enables you to sense test what works. You know, mm-hmm. if you're leaving voice messages and you're getting messages back going, oh, it's really lovely to hear a human voice. You know, thank you so much. I really appreciate being part of your network. You know, if you're hearing those messages back, then you know you're hitting the right notes. If you're not, then you need to tweak it up a little bit. Maybe I could start by really emphasizing more how grateful I am that you've included me in your network. You know, so what do I need to change? So it allows you to test it. And if LinkedIn gives you really really great data in terms of are your posts working you can see when you're getting clients come through so you know test everything split test everything really great advice thank you so much Karen um Kieran has a question Karen and Kieran Kieran has a question that I think um fits right into what we're talking about right now and that is what are your top one or two tips for startups or unknown brands when creating corporate profiles? Great question, Kieran. Or outreach strategies on LinkedIn for the first time? Yeah, great. Um, Thank you, Karen. I I think a lot of people struggle with that because we all especially put a lot of work and effort, or many of us aren't sure how, and so we turn to someone like you, but we're working so hard on our personal profiles. And we feel like our business or company pages are not getting as much love and they're harder to promote organically. So I just think this is a really good question. Yeah. So thank you, Kim. Yeah. Um, I think that um, I don't like company po- um, posts. Um, I do think it's really crucial to set up a company page, which anybody can do so. But when you're on your personal page, just look at the ribbon across the top and you'll see a tab called work. Click on work and all the way at the bottom, there is set up a company page. So fill that out and make sure that you upload a logo. It's not very obvious where to upload a logo and it amazes me how many people have a company page and they've not attached a logo to it. So make sure you've attached a logo. Then go and talk to all of your employees and make sure that they have connected correctly to the company page so that when everybody looks at their profile, they can see that company logo there. Then write a little description on what the company does because a lot of your employees may be uncomfortable posting from the page. Um, And if you're a startup, you may have people who are not employees, but maybe they're casuals or they're contractors. So you can talk to these people and say, look, you know, we really love what you do. We'd love you to be a part of us. You know, we notice you haven't connected to the company page. You know, do you mind doing so? Is that okay? We don't own your LinkedIn profile, but we'd love it if you could just amplify our brand and we'll amplify you. You have a birthday, you celebrate a work anniversary, you do something great, we're going to post about you on LinkedIn. So we will amplify you. Could you please amplify us by talking about what you're doing here, but also by making sure that you're connected correctly to the company page. In your experience section, you've loaded up a little description, just needs to only be 180, 200 words. You've got a lot more 
in there to fit in, but just even a hundred words that just describe what the company does and that has company details. Yes, people can find those details by clicking on company and then clicking on contact, but I think you just want to be as accessible as possible. And then provide all of your employees with a banner. So sitting behind your profile photo, you've got space there to put a logo and to put something that describes, that visually describes what it is your company does. So make sure that you've rolled that out to all of your employees. You can post from your company page. So um, posting from your company page will ensure that people sort of are seeing that brand, um, but don't expect a lot of traction a lot of traction from your company page. You're, it's much easier to get traction from personal pages. This is social media. So we need to be social by being people. So amplify your employees, give them a voice, encourage them to be posting and do so yourself as well. You know, showcasing your people, showcasing what you're doing. Uh, co-collaborating with your clients. If you're a startup, you're probably, you know, reaching out to different people and going, you know, can, can we collaborate here? Can we collaborate there? Champion them on LinkedIn and ask them to champion you. Think about doing a LinkedIn Live together. Think about doing a podcast interview together. Cut all of those pieces of media and stick them all over LinkedIn so that people are constantly being reminded of your brand. Great tip. And I think it's important too for you to really encourage your employees to also be liking and commenting on the company posts because like you said, Karen, a lot of the company posting and content doesn't always get the same traction as personal posts and, and things like that. So when the company is the, or the employees are also engaged, that shows the, the culture of the company, which leaves an impression on others as well when they do visit the company page, right? Absolutely. But amplifying your employees, I think, is so yeah. important. You know, giving them a voice. Um, I remember being at an event um, years ago and um, and there was a, a chap there, Christian Stevens, who plays really big in real estate. And um, <laughs> somebody was standing near us and they were looking at him with just great big sort of adoration in their eyes, like, oh, it's Christian, you know. And I was like, um, you know, do, do you want to talk to Christian? He's like, oh, hi, Christian. Yeah, I, I just, I see what you're doing, you know, in real estate and, and you know, your company's so amazing, Christian, quite dry. Um, but personable turns to the guy and says, yeah, my company's pretty cool. Why did you think my company was pretty cool? It's like, because they're, or they're allowing you to post, like you're so vocal on LinkedIn. So what a cool company you must work for because you can be yourself there. Oh, light bulb moment, right? <laughs> I mean, amazing. So don't think, oh, but if we amplify our, our employees and we make them look great, they'll leave because that's a little bit like, you know, that old, but what if we train our employees, you know, and they leave? Well, what if we don't train them and they stay? You know, if you just give them a voice, you will have talent attraction. You will have more clients. People, we're, we're choosing to buy products from companies that feel like good companies, that share our values, that, you know, are, are just good, decent companies doing the right thing. So when we see a company that says, hey, it's our employee's birthday, you know, and our employee's now been with us for two years or three years, you know, and, wow, look what we've just done. You know, we're a startup and we've just, you know, made it to our first round of funding or we've done this or we've done that. You really want to champion the team's success, not in a, a look at 
me way, but in a look at them. Aren't our, isn't our team great? So if you can get everybody all championing each other and championing your clients and co-creating and thinking about how you can add value to your audience, what their questions are, then you both win. I love this. And you've got me here just like smiling from ear to ear because who wouldn't? What employee wouldn't love the spotlight on them through the company page just for a minute? I am now recalling that there is a company in town in the production world. And just recently, they I think that that was kind of their goal for the month of we're in May, in April. It seemed like every two days throughout April, they gave a call out like, hey, meet our director of marketing or, hey, meet our, you know, producer. And this is this. And and it was kind of neat because they had a special post and they obviously just changed out the photo and a little bit of the words, but they gave a nice blurb. And I think that they were a startup in town. And so they were as they were really getting their their team together, they wanted to kind of introduce the team to the world. And I kind of thought the same thing that 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 person thought at that party that you just shared is kind of like, wow, what a cool company. They're so happy. Yeah, absolutely. I saw, um, and I really wish I had snipped it, but I saw somebody who created a post when one of her staff was leaving and she had a picture of this guy with his, his man bag over his shoulder and he was standing at reception about to walk out. Um, and I think he was even carrying a box of stuff, like the sort of thing that normally yeah, makes right you heart. Commercial. Yeah. Yeah, and it normally makes your heart lurch. You're like, oh, my gosh, he's leaving the company. Oh, you know, we won't talk about that, you know, kind of thing. Had the company, he was at reception, had the company brand behind him. She'd taken a photo of him and put it on LinkedIn saying, he's leaving us. And I just want to say how amazing he is. And I just want to list some of the achievements he's made here. And I just want to wish him all the best. You know, um, he's he's gone to pursue, you know, different pastures, but we've loved having him here. That just spoke volumes about the company. And I love your point there, Marissa, about how you said, you know, it's great to sort of see different employees. And what you made me envis- envision is this idea of unboxing. You know, we've seen a lot of companies in the last Mm. few months start to show behind the scenes and we've seen people opening parcels on social media. Look what I've got. And they're unboxing what they've just received. So I think we need to think about unboxing our employees. How do we show behind the scenes? How do we, you know, coax them into the spotlight and say, we're proud of you. We want the world to see you. We want to show, you know, you're a HR manager, you're an accountant. We can't survive without our accounting. So we want to talk about how you love numbers. We want to talk about who you are and what you care about and what your interests are. We want to do a human piece so that you've got that behind the scenes feel. You've got that unboxing feel. You've got that we know your people. We know what you stand for. We know you care. That's exactly it. That helps build customer trust. That helps a a customer prospect feel more like they know you. And um, if they feel that your values are in sync with their values, boom, there's how you take a connection and turn it into a lead. Very nice. I like this. So you want to have the logo and you want to have the brand visible, but you need to push the people in front of the brand 
Um, and again, that seems counterintuitive. We're like, but I want, you know, as a startup, to Kieran's question, as a startup, I want everybody to see our logo and recognize us. Wow. But we're bombarded with logos. If you push logos in people's faces, they will just switch off. They will just try desperately to search for an ad blocker to not see you. So make sure that, you know, if you've got a, a picture of your employee, it just happens to be in front of your logo. <laughs> you know, make sure that, you know, if you're going to do a happy birthday, that you've got a frame that, you know, your graphic designer or somebody on Airtask has created a little frame that you can put that picture in and the frame has got, you know, you here your we've got produced by Engage yeah. in the corner. You know, put your logo everywhere. So important. Very nice. Karen says, Kieran, excuse me, says, thank you, Karen. That's so true. Nothing like human and people empowerment. And I agree. Kieran, thank you so much for that great question. Okay, I've got another question for you, Karen, from Marcelo, who's just recently started watching our series. So thank you and welcome back, Marcelo. He says, Karen, after sending a message, how long do you recommend for us to send an additional message again? Do you have a rule? Great That's question, Marcelo. Right. Top question. Top mm -hmm. question. I think it's about two months. So I come from the era of sales, my background's in sales. Um, many, many years ago, I mean, the days before computer, I used to sell world book encyclopedias. I don't know if anybody knows what they are. I used to go door knocking, <laughs> selling things. <laughs> you remember what they are? <laughs> so, you know, and then I, and I moved to, um, to recruitment and you know, we used to have a rule then that you had to leave it three months to, to follow up with people. People have got short attention spans. So I think it's best to leave it about seven to eight weeks. I don't think you would want to do it for sooner than that because some people don't check in on LinkedIn all the time. So if they're only checking in on LinkedIn once a week or once a fortnight, and you're leaving it sort of two weeks or a month, you know, hi, I sent your message, you didn't respond, boom, then that feels like you're being too on top. So you really want to leave it seven to eight weeks, which is really hard to do, I know, um, because you just think, I really want the sale, I really want the sale. Um, but you really want to do, yeah, you really want to leave it about eight weeks because you don't want to bombard people. I also think you want to keep any questions that you're asking there open. So you really want to be, especially if you're creating content, you want to be asking questions you want to be having a conversation, but you also don't want to feel like you're pressuring people or if you're writing a message, you don't, you can ask a message in a, in a voice um, thing like, you know, I hope you're doing all right, um, you can let me know or whatever, but try and make those questions somewhat rhetorical. A question you might leave is thank you for your invitation to connect. I'm wondering how you found me or you know, what made you reach out? You know, I'd, I'd love to know. So you can say that in a voice message, but when you write it, you don't want to feel like you're making demands on people's time. So instead, keep your question somewhat rhetoric and make sure that you are giving, you know, focus on, you know, every eight weeks, I'm going to send you a podcast link. I'm going to send you uh, an article that that's of interest. I'm going to focus on giving. I'm going to introduce you to somebody else. So a lot of people don't realize that on LinkedIn, you can add multiple recipients. It's like up to 50. You don't want to do that many. But you, know, you can add, you know, I could I could introduce Marcelo and Karen if I was connected to both of them. They don't mm -hmm. have to be connected to each other. I'm connected to both of them. And I can send an invite to Karen. And then in that same where I type people's names in, I can add in Marcelo's name 
And then I can just say, hi, Marcelo and Karen. I just thought you should both connect and talk. I don't know what might come of it, but I just see that you've got an interest, interest in common. You both work in technology. Over to the two of you. You know, so facilitating introductions and focusing on how you can be helpful to people mm-hmm. by introducing them to other key people of influence in your network is really helpful, but try not to do it too soon. Great answer. And Marcelo, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for interacting with us. And that was a really great question. Uh, Another viewer just wanted to pop in and say hello from Connecticut. Thank you so much, Corrine, for joining our interactive live stream tonight. Well, Karen, I feel like we're just touching the tip of the iceberg, but my golly, I mean, we're almost out of time. So normally I would thank you for being here and I would actually step in and share our engaged digital marketing news of the week by myself. But this week I decided that having you join me um, while I shared our engaged digital marketing news of the week was actually a great idea because I would love to hear what you think about our little piece of news. And I believe you may be using this new feature on LinkedIn. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to transition into our digital marketing news of the week. And I'm going to have you stay here and join me for that. Let's pop up our ticker. I hope it's a, I hope it's a tool I'm all over. <laughs> I, I think you'll be good. So, or at least I think you'll have some feedback on, on, on it. So, so today's digital marketing news of the week is news about a new mode on LinkedIn called the creator mode. So I'm going to read a little bit about that for for those of you who are not familiar. And then please, if you have comments, if you're currently using the creator mode, leave us a note in the comment section. But Karen, I'd love to hear you weigh in. So our engaged digital marketing news this week is all about this LinkedIn creator mode. So LinkedIn creators are members who regularly, I always have a hard time saying that word, regularly share content with their professional community to demonstrate their expertise, to ignite conversations about ideas and experiences, and also build communities or POMs, as Karen likes to say, around common interests. So if you create content regularly, and want to build your following on LinkedIn, Creator Mode might be the right fit for you. Creator Mode is a new setting on LinkedIn just created as part of their recent profile updates. You'll find in your profile dashboard that you're able, when you turn on Creator Mode, to more prominently display your content and encourage others to follow you. What Creator Mode does for LinkedIn creators? Well, first, it will help you grow your following 50% of member follows right now come from profile views. So if you're creating more and it's visible in the up, you know, kind of high section on your profile, you're more likely to get more profile views and then essentially more followers. With creator mode, your primary profile action button changes from connect to follow which can help you grow your audience. The option to connect is still available and you can find that under the more button. So now you're creating content. It will be showcased above your experience and your about sections. You can also add hashtags to your profile intro so that potential followers can easily see what topics you post most about. Creator mode will also make members eligible for search and discovery results downstream helping creators get discovered and grow their audience. So 
that's a little bit about this new creator mode. And Karen, I'd love for you to weigh in. Is this something that you're using? Is it something you've heard of? Tell us what you think. Yes. So I did a webinar on creator mode and also on um, the new cover story feature, which is a separate feature uh, where a video mm -hmm. plays in your uh, profile photo section. I hope everybody will have a look at mine um, uh, because I've actually got Sydney Opera House behind mine. <laughs> not that my words are really great. Um, so creator mode is not for everybody. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> yes, Marissa, it's really exciting, but I see everybody switching on creator mode because mm. they can. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. So when you switch on creator mode, it will enable you to get more followers more quickly because a lot of people don't want to reach out and to connect with you. So Marcelo um, may be thinking, um, you know, Karen's great, but, you know, I, I don't ever really want to connect with her. Like I haven't met her. So, you know, I, I'm happy to follow her, but I don't really want to connect with her. I don't really want her in my tribe. I don't want everybody to see that I know this random Karen in Australia. Yeah. You know, so, so people are more likely to follow than they are to connect. Connect feels like, oh, my gosh, this is a friend. Maybe it's an endorsement of their character. It's not, but people imagine that it is. And so people can often be a bit like, oh, I, I just don't know if I want to be as committed to somebody to connect them and then if I connect with them then they'll start sending me sales messages nobody wants hardcore sales messages they want relationship building they want people who will give them information so I'm not going to connect with them so they can't spam me I'm just going to follow them so it enables you to grow followers really quickly because as you said it switches that connect button to follow that is a big problem for most people because if you don't proactively Look at who's looked at your profile and send invitations to connect or look who's followed you. But I tend to look at who's looked at my profile because a lot of people will just click connect, 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 connect um, or follow, sorry, follow, 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 follow without having actually looked at my profile. So they're not really interested. They're just going half-heartedly, oh, yeah, that looks all right. I'll just click follow. So that's all right, they can follow me. But if they've looked at my profile, they're probably somewhere along the buying journey. They've thought, that's interesting. What she's doing is interesting. I, I don't need it now, but I might do it sometime in the future or I might know somebody who does. So if somebody's looked at your profile, you need to be proactive in reaching out and saying, I noticed you looked at my profile. Would you like to connect here? If you cannot make a habit of that, I would not switch on creator mode because when you switch on creator mode your number of connections and followers will start to create a gap instead of them being the same you know because when you connect with somebody they're automatically following you which means they're going to see your content in their newsfeed but when you connect with them uh, sorry when they're following you and you've got follow first you've got the creator mode set that gap's going to start appearing so your connections are here and your followers are here Great to have lots of followers like, whoa, look at me. I'm so famous. I've got thousands of people who are following me. Yeah, but can you actually reach out and direct message them? Can you sell to them? Mm. Can you introduce them to anybody? No. So, yeah, it's a great vanity metric. It's great at, oh, look at me. I must be amazing because I have, you know, 15,000 or 30,000 followers. No, that doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't. We have to remember why we're here. We're here to be educated, inspired, and to make money. 
So come back to that purpose. Why are you here? If you're not going to be proactive in looking all the time at who's looked at your profile and sending invitations to connect, it could really damage you to have content creators switched on. Sorry to burst everybody's bubble. I know everybody's so excited about it. Oh, look at me. I'm connecting so many, collecting so many followers. But these are people that you can't direct message. So yeah, so just use it with caution. Think about it. Um, you know, it, it does also show how many people are following you. So it moves your um, your followers numbers higher up. So before it just had, you know, 500 plus. Now, if you've got content creator switched on, it switches, it moves that up. But again, that's encouraging that vanity metric. You know, I must be a worthwhile human because I have 30,000 followers. Well, that's a bot, you know. Um, if it's not translating into real business, it's a vanity metric. Bit harsh? <laughs> yes and no. You know what? It is a, an excellent perspective because people, as we were just talking about today, people are on LinkedIn for different purposes. And I do think that LinkedIn is different than Instagram. LinkedIn is different than Facebook. But I think it's also fair to say that there are people who maybe are on Instagram who want to transition to a place like LinkedIn because their purpose might be shifting. So, you know, I think for some people who are content creators, you know, it may work for them to be broadening their, you know, social media, internet footprint. Does that, is that fair to say? I still disagree <laughs> respectfully because I just think what's the point of fame? What's the point of fame if you can't monetize it? So mm -hmm. I think, you know, we all feel like there's a lot of people out there who are content creators who are famous on LinkedIn and they're so uh, famous on Instagram and they've got you know, hundreds and thousands of followers. So they're moving across to LinkedIn and they're building the same thing. But we don't really want to admire people from a distance we really want to build relationships and you really want to have customers are only valuable when you can speak to them and when you can listen to them so when somebody's following you you can't see their content they can see yours which is great but you can't see theirs so mm -hmm. if they're a prospect of yours you need to be commenting on their content you need to be direct messaging you know, with a podcast episode or with a voice message, you need to be building those relationships. So we feel like everybody's famous, but actually it's quite a small number of people and it's an even smaller number of people who are actually making money from that. So I think if you want to be famous and you want to have lots of friends, get out and start talking to your neighbours. Um, but if you want to make money, then we need to build relationships here. And we need to build relationships online, just like we look, would offline, focused on what we can giving. So I think content creator mode is great. And I have it on myself. I have it on myself. But once a week, every week, while I'm at my daughter's golf lessons, I'm looking at who's looked at my profile. And I'm using an app called Text Expander just to just type in two key, um, two characters and it automatically pops it populates it with a hi i noticed you looked at my profile I'm giving away all my secrets here hi i noticed you looked at my profile um i can see that you do and then i have to insert a word hope you'd be open to connecting here and then my name and phone number so you have to have a weekly habit of doing that and if you're on linkedin free 
you don't get to see all of the people who's looked at your profile. So on premium you do, but on free you don't. So that can be another barrier for people. Wonderful, Karen. You are a wealth of knowledge. I am so appreciative that you took some time out of your busy day. I know you just dropped the kids off at school. You are a busy woman. So thank you so much for connecting with myself and also connecting with the team at Engage and for making time to come on our show and share your incredible insights. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate being here and I hope it's been helpful for everybody. Oh my gosh. So many great questions. I want to thank you all so much for joining us. Karen, don't go anywhere. I'm going to pop you out of the live stream, but hang out in the studio. I want to talk to you before you go. Thank you again so much. And um, before we do that though, if our audience wants to connect with you, Miss Karen Tisdell, is LinkedIn the best place to do it? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Um, and as Marissa said, because I do have content creator mode switched on, if you want to send me an invitation, you need to click on the more button and just let me know that you watch the show. Just put in, you know, to the uh, personalize your invite just by clicking on more, then connect, then add no, and just write the word engage just so that I know where you came from. So fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I'm I don't have mine on, just to share personally, I don't have mine on creator, but recently I thought it was best to change from the connect button to having the follow button. But now after listening to what you were saying and also to what somebody else was saying earlier this week, I realized that for me personally, that is not going to help my purpose and my goal because I want to forge those genuine connections and be able to see you know, if people want to follow me, I want to know what they're posting. And the fact that you don't get to see that if people are following you only, I don't like that. So I'll be, I'll be switching mine off after the show. Just right? something to think about or be proactive in reaching out to people. Something Absolutely. to think about. Thank you again so much, Karen. Thank you. Everybody, it's been an amazing week this week, two wonderful guests and so many amazing tips and insights. I really do hope that you find our weekly, or I should say bi-weekly show, helpful, insightful for you. If you'd like to know more about Engage or you'd like to keep updated on all of our you know, current and upcoming shows, make sure you go to linkedin.com and visit our LinkedIn company page. And there you can also connect, as we just learned today, with some of the other employees at LinkedIn. And you can know all about what our company does, which is provide an exceptional platform with 25 plus free forever tools to help you optimize your customer experience to help your company grow and scale. So make sure you connect and follow LinkedIn Engage the company page. And I do want to share a few more other comments that just came in. And Karen, I know you can hear them. So Marcelo says, very happy to watch this live. Always learning to be able to share and add value to my relationship network. Thanks, Marissa, for the exceptional conduct of the interview. Steve, for promoting these events. And thanks, Karen, for the great tips and insights. Marcelo, thank you so much. And Marcelo is watching from Brazil, a country I hope to visit someday soon. Okay, everybody, that is all for today. If you have topic suggestions you would love for us to ask the experts, or perhaps you'd like to know more about Engage and would like a free demonstration of our platform, you can email me at marissa.m at engage.com and you can connect with me 
It will say connect after I get off this show. Right now it says follow, but it will say connect. Connect with me as well on LinkedIn and be sure to go and connect with our guest today, Karen Tisdell as well. Join us next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Our guest expert will share how to create a high-demand coaching and consulting business in six weeks or less on LinkedIn. Is that doable? Well, she's going to share tips on how to do that. So tune in next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time for our next bi-weekly show. In the meantime, I hope you all have a wonderful and blessed weekend, and I hope to see you all next week. Don't forget to connect on LinkedIn with Engage, with Karen Tisdale, and also with myself, Marissa Morgan. We'll see you all soon.